Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 236th film from 2020. It's the coming of age comedy drama, the half of it, directed by Alice Wu. It stars Leah Lewis, Daniel Deemer, and Alexis Lemire. I'm Jesse, I'm writing here solo. As always, if you're interested in this film or haven't seen it, give us a pause, come back later on because we're gonna talk about this, spoil it a little bit. Um, if you listened last week, you might be surprised that I'm back after the disaster of the film last week, but I'm kind of glad I'm on board for this one because this one's a good one to chat about. And we start with the fast flicks, which is a quick little summary of what the film's all about. So this one's about a girl who's paid to write love letters for a guy's crush, but she's also fallen for her too. Very good. This this film's um, a pretty big film, really. Uh, I remember when it came out, wasn't expecting it to be as big as it was, but um, let's talk about how big it was, I guess. Uh, this, this film, I guess, is a modern, loose retelling of the 1897 play Cyrano de Barak, or... Um, Cyrano, the story of Cyrano. This is sort of the same story that um, we saw in Sierra Burgess is a Loser, which we've covered on this show. Most people are probably familiar with this story or the 2021 version of the film, which starred Peter Dinklage as well. Um, the script for this originally um, had the woman on the train at the end of the film ask Ali if Paul was her boyfriend, but the director, um, Alice Wu, didn't like that the reply was, um, no, he's my friend. So she wanted to cut it and secretly and eventually she did as she decided to instead focus on the train's other passengers, all of whom are, are looking out the window for something. Um, and then we return to Ali's face where we see that she's found something and that's the knowledge as an audience that we know she's gonna be okay. So that was nice. Um, the other thing from the film too is there's a couple of scenes where Ali's sort of yelled at by boys where they're, they're yelling chugga chugga choo choo at her. And this is actually based on Alice Wu's own experience where she said that she um, grew up with kids calling her chugga chugga woo woo when she ride, ride, rode her bike to school. So a little bit of um, her own personal life being included in this story as well. The tagline for this one was a different kind of love story. And that's true. And I guess um, we'll probably talk about that soon anyway, but th this film sort of starts off telling us that this, this is a different sort of story. And I guess the translations around the world. In Spanish and French, it's called If You Knew. In German, it's called Only Half the Story. In Brazil, You Can't Imagine. In Mandarin, it's called Campus Lover. In Cantonese, it's called Half-Hearted. In Finland, Just So You Know. In Greek, You Have No Idea. Hungarian, If You Could. In Japanese, it was called Half of It. Now the fun begins, a little bit different. In Norwegian, it's called It's Just the First Name. In Polish, More Than You Think. In Russian, Half of Everything. In Taiwan, it's called Youth Unknown, and in Vietnam, Half Sincerity. So the idea of half and, and the half of it and what makes us as humans, what, what's one half and what's the other half, and that's a lot that we'll talk about in the themes too, I guess. This film, um, it was scheduled to have its world premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival in April of 2020, but the festival was postponed because of the COVID pandemic. So Netflix uh, put it on their service from the 1st of May 2020 worldwide. This film was filmed in and around New York in USA, state of New York, from the 22nd of April 2019 until the 31st of May 2019. It actually won three awards and had 11 other nominations. The big one, it won Best Actress for Leah Lewis at the Gold List Awards and also won Best Narrative Feature at the Tribeca Film Festival. They still gave out their awards, even though they didn't actually hold the ceremony. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? On Rotten Tomatoes, this sits at 97% on 104 reviews, certified fresh. Audience also extremely high at 80%. That's on more than a thousand ratings. 
on IMDb. It sits at a 6.9 out of 10 on 39,500 ratings. And these numbers on Letterboxd are astronomical. On Letterboxd, it sits at a 3.3 out of 5, but that's on 130, nearly 137,000 ratings. And it's actually been logged by 204,000 people. A lot of people have seen this film, which is great for a Netflix original film. One of my early thoughts. I think this was sweet. Um, there's nice performances. It's all fairly well dealt with for a teen film. I think there's a few of the literary quotes throughout and references that were probably a little bit too on the nose for me, but there's, there's not a lot that you don't like in this film. So positive from me. Let's talk about it, I guess. Let's talk about some characters. And I guess our main character is Ali. Ali Chu, she's this smart, studious immigrant um, student. She writes essays for cash at school and, and eventually love letters too. She's talented, plays the guitar, plays the piano, likes to sing, and obviously rides a bike too. Um, the idea, she's struggling with the loss of her mother, um, and her dad is as well, and he's this engineer, but he's struggling with work because of his lack of English, and and Ali almost has to take on that role of, of earning money to support her, herself and her dad too, to survive. Um, she builds this friendship with this guy called Paul, and this is the guy who wants her to write the love letters for him, but you know, as I mentioned in the fast flicks, Ali um, sort of falls for this girl that, that Paul likes called Asta. So, uh, I guess Paul is this sweet sort of jock. He loves his football, but he doesn't really know how to express his feelings um, to get the girl of his dreams, Aster. And, you know, he, he, as the movie progresses, we, we see all these sweet little moments from him. He's just a really nice guy and, and sort of realises himself what a what he wants to see in his other half. And that maybe that's not necessarily Aster, um, even though Aster is the girl everyone in this film seems to love. I mean, it's a tough character for the audience to like because we don't get an awful lot of moments of, of what she actually wants herself. It's all about what everyone wants of themselves from her. Um, I mean, the, the mean girls at school, they want her in their crew. Um, but, you know, they, there's one moment where they try to give us a little bit about her, but it's hard because we don't get an awful lot. And, and this is true. With the, she's actually got a boyfriend in this film called Trig. And, um, you know, being with Astar, he's really happy. But this Trig character, he's barely on screen, but he manages to propose to her in the film, um, even though Asta's pretty much dating Paul throughout the whole film. So a little bit weird, a little bit tricky with some of the character development in there, but overall, generally nice, nice teen um, role model type characters. There, there's no one who's a super massive, mean, horrible villain or, or, or bitchy mean girl. You see the stereotypes, but you don't see the poor actions. Um, Alice Wu, the director. This is her second feature. Uh, she directed a film called Saving Grace in 2004, so a 16-year gap in between films. I think it follows similar themes around same-sex couples as well. She also directed an episode of the miniseries called Fleishman is in Trouble in 2021, but intrigued to see her do some more film work, I think, I mean, because did a really good job with this. All right, time to talk about some scenes. What are some scenes that I enjoyed in this one? So I'm going to start off. I think, like, we see Ali um, gets along well with her teacher, and there's a scene where, um, you know, the teacher notices that she's been writing love notes, and um, she, the teacher makes a comment about knowing now why everyone is failing her class because she's in on Ali writing the essays for the students in her class. So that made me laugh. Uh, I liked it when Paul pulled up some of these guys, as I mentioned in the, the sort of information before, the, these boys that keep driving past Ali and, and making fun of her. And there's a scene where Paul pulls them up um, and, and has a go at them for being so rude. I liked that. I think the ping pong conversation, the backwards and forwards of, of teaching Ali, teaching Paul how to do, have a conversation. I thought that was sweet. Um, there's a cute scene with Ali and Paul talking and she acknowledges that Paul tries harder at love than anyone she's ever met except her mum and dad. That was just a really sweet little moment between the two. 
when Ellie asks Paul, you know, how do you know that someone wants to be kissed in relation to, to Asta? Um, and he does these facial expressions showing what the look looks like. I laughed. I thought that was quite funny. Uh, I also think that there's uh, this nice conversation in the kitchen with Ellie and her dad towards the end where, you know, he tells her that they came here for her to be like her mum and not like him. And her response is, you don't mean dead like mum do. I laughed. I thought that was a, a, a humorous way to deal with such a an important little moment. And and finally, the final conversation between Ellie and Asta at the end of the film. I thought it was, not necessarily I enjoyed the conversation, but I sh- thought it was shot really well. They, they used the middle of this road, this line down the middle of the road, like these two halves. Uh, I thought it was really well done. I thought that was excellent too. Um, things I didn't quite like, and I sort of touched on this in my um, my. I guess my early thoughts, but the quotes on the screen, we've got like Plato and Oscar Wilde. These literary ideas, they're all a little bit too in my face. Not a big fan. Um, the next thing, I guess, and this is another thing about things on screen. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know I'm not a big fan of text messages on screen. They do that a bit. They do like cash payments on the screen. Um, especially there's this scene where Ali is sort of sitting in his car outside watching this date between Paul and Aster and she's messaging Asta pretending to be Paul and she's doing all these backspacing all the time about, you know, what should she say because she actually likes Asta and just, it was used too much, just didn't like that. I think um, this might be controversial, but Asta and um, Ali go on this bit of a road trip and and Asta takes Ali to her favorite secret place, which is some random hot spring, sort of like spa thing. Um, I just didn't find their conversation engaging or that big on developing Asta as a character or who she is or what she wanted. then we, we see Trig, this character who's barely on the screen, um, Asta's boyfriend, sort of confronts Ellie, saying that she's in love with him. It just wasn't needed. Didn't like that at all. And the church scene at the end, again, I think, you know, we had a proposal for teenagers. We had a slap. I mean, it, it kind of got bits right, but it also felt very wrong for me. Um, so not a big fan of that that big church scene. Themes, ideas. This film was trying to say a lot, and maybe that's a little bit of a drawback to it, is that it was trying to say too much. It didn't focus necessarily on one or two little things to to bring those things home harder but the big thing i guess or the central thing is that idea of love and you know loving someone you've got to love yourself enough first you've got to find that better half um and you need to look after the half that you've got yourself too you know you can long for that other half but if you don't look after that half you've got inside yourself there's no point longing for that other half too um, the, the, this immigrant experience that we see through ali and her dad too i mean they're stuck at this train station and that train station the idea of you know, as as migrants in a country, they're so limited in what they're able to do. Um, and we've got this moving train that goes past all the time, but they're, they're sort of stuck there in this place. And it was nice to see Ali at the end actually get on that train. So that was good too. Um, and, and going to college, and that's a sign that, you know, she's accepting of, of where she needs to go. She's accepting of who she is as a person. Um, and she's literally, she's not abandoning, like she's leaving her dad behind, but she's abandoning that old life of hers of not knowing who she is that that's what i sort of saw it more as anyway uh this is set in a small town and that small town idea of kids being stuck there it's not just the migrants or the immigrants that are stuck there but these kids and the dreams outside this small town and and what that small town hold has over these kids especially through faith and religion at times um i think that you know asta is the daughter of the pastor and, and ali's clearly an atheist um and probably a little bit critical this film is of Um, what's going on with faith and religion because everyone in that town fears God, but why? And 
and you know they, they don't make a full mockery of, of the church services or things like that but they do have this big confrontation at the end occur where there's sort of reactions from all around about what's going on and, and this is a really good film for the the representation of sexual orientation you know being true to yourself finding out who you are being proud of it and, and being comfortable with that too what did i take away from this one i think um i mean i guess I sort of touched this before, but I guess I should have paid closer attention at the start of the film because the voiceover from Ali at the start literally says, this isn't a love story. It's not one where anyone gets what they want. I think I should have, I should have kept that in the back of my mind, but I also think it may have been a little bit deceiving because like, you know, Ali doesn't get who the other half that she wants right at that moment, but I think she's a better person and her half in herself she feels much better about her own half. So I think that's a, a nice resolution. Um, even if people don't get exactly what they want, it's nice to see some positivity as well. Um, we have a segment where we often go, okay, do we jump on IMDb to check anyone out that we didn't know? And for me, I, like uh, Leah Lewis, the, who plays Ali, I was just really interested in her story to see where she'd come from because I hadn't heard of her before. And I think the little biography on IMDb was, was really eye-opening and interesting because in real life, she was actually adopted from a Chinese orphanage as an infant. And she's acknowledged that her life would have been very different had this couple from Florida not come to Shanghai and, and brought her back to Orlando when she was six months old. And um, these these adoptive parents, um, real estate agents, they, I think their names were Frederick and Lorraine Lewis, they, they went back and they adopted her younger sister, Lydia, from the same orphanage. So the two girls were brought up together, which is such a nice story. Um, really impressed by that and I think that's great. Uh, Question time. There's no one to answer these questions. It may be going to be more statements or me answering them myself. Trig. I, I was frustrated with this character of Trig, um, Asta's boyfriend. But uh, Asta's literally going on dates with Paul throughout this film. How, how did Trig not find out or got or get jealous about this? You know, talk at school is big. Kids are going to be talking about. It. Oh, I saw saw those two together. What's going on? The the fact that that threadline wasn't addressed or spoken about. I think that's probably a little bit poor. Um, that's my thoughts on that. I think. You know, the, the idea of, um, you know, Paul being this excellent runner and improves his running by chasing after Ali riding her bike and, you know, all of a sudden he's the first player to score a touchdown for their school football team in more than a decade. I mean, are there really high school teams where that happens, that they have a 10-year drought of even scoring? I, I thought that was quite um, sort of uh, over the top. And this part, I don't know, I think, I don't know if it was done really well. The idea that um, when Paul sort of, realizes that Ali's gay I don't really get the idea there's sort of these, this dialogue where he talks about it being a sin I'm not sure I really liked it because I didn't get the idea that Paul would think of that we don't seem so committed to his faith throughout like yes he goes to church all that sort of stuff but I don't know like him saying that to her I don't know if it really landed well for me I'm not sure that that worked um, and then finally I said like on the screen all these quotes from all these literary greats for me, how many teens actually quote old films and old literature? It, it seemed a little bit weird. It seemed like not really relevant to what teenagers are like today. Um, these are more observations, I guess, than questions. All right, let's wrap this up. I'm almost done. So we give the film a rating out of five to come up with a flicks for an average. So, uh, this film does do a lot right. I'm not completely critical of it. I think, you know, it's so nice to see such great representation across the board in this film. I mean, and their performances, they really work. There are a few bits and pieces that are probably a little bit too convenient and, and don't necessarily get fleshed out enough, but it's worth a watch. I'm giving this a three out of five, and I know that MJ, who's usually here with me, he's actually seen this film um, himself. I think he saw it when it just came out. He gave it a four, so that actually gives us a flicks for an average of a 3.5 out of five, which is quite a good, quite a good spot to have. 
We're on socials, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Give us a follow, give us a like if you can for the social media post for this week that's going to accompany this episode using a quote from the film. And I don't know if there's an answer to it, but if love isn't the effort you put in, then what is it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think love's about effort. I think love is about connection. Um, That's just me. I think connection is definitely there for love. It's not necessarily about effort. Yes, you need to put in effort sometimes for that connection to work, but that chemistry and that connection is so important too. All right, I'm done rambling. (laughs) We're back next week. Next week. We've got another rom-com, I think, for next week from 2020. It's called The Wrong Missy, which is directed by Tyler Spindell. stars David Spade, Lauren Lapkus, Nick Swarsden, Bobby Lee, Jeff Pearson, Jackie Sandler, Sarah Chaw, Rob Schneider, Chris Witarski, Joe, Roman Reigns, Anoa, and Molly Sims. I'm excited. A couple of big names there. Bit of WWE representation from Roman Reigns. As always, thanks for hanging out and having a chat. Hope you enjoyed this chat. Hope you enjoyed the film, the half of it. Worth a look. I'll see you next week.